Good morning, village. Please join me in our reading of today's scripture. And it comes from Mark 4, 35 through 40. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. Then the wind ceased. And there was a dead calm. He said to them, why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? The word of God for the people of God. It's amazing. As I woke up this morning, there was a song on my heart that would not leave me alone. I'm pretty sure that my wife heard me as I listened to 52 and a half million different versions of the song. Little exaggeration. Not quite. And I refuse, I'm not singing it for you today, but I will give you the words. It is a song entitled, My Soul is Anchored by uh, Douglas, I just lost his name. It says, though the storms keep on raging in my life, and sometimes it's hard to tell my night from day, still the hope that lies within is reassured as I keep my eyes upon the distant shore, I know he'll lead me safely to that blessed place he has prepared. But if the storms don't cease, and if the winds keep blowing in my life, my soul has been anchored in the Lord. I realize that sometimes in this life you're going to be tossed by the waves and the currents that seem so fierce, but the word of God, I've got an anchor, and, I keep it, and it keeps me steadfast, unmovable, despite the tide. But if, if the storms don't cease, and just in case the winds keep on blowing in my life, my soul is anchored in the Lord. Most gracious God, Lord, we are grateful that you have anchored us, that you have kept us on every side, that your very presence is all we need. Lord, send your word now. Let it go across all of the ears, including mine, that we might hear what you have for us today. Speak to our heart that we may walk this thing out the way that you have designed. In Jesus' name, amen. Mark 4, 35 through 40, as I begin to read through this verse, as I begin to really look at the scripture, the title, uh, Did You Forget, just kept ringing in my ears. Because once again, distractions have caused the disciples to forget who was in the boat with them. They've walked with Jesus through the miraculous. They've seen him heal various sicknesses and diseases. He's seen them cat. He's seen G they've seen Jesus cast out demons and demons tremble at Jesus' very sight. They, they have seen Jesus stand and preach to the masses and they have sat in those quiet places while he taught them a deeper 
lesson in relation to those parables. He has time and time again shown that they have more of a relationship and more of a connection than just uh, as everyone else. They've experienced the power and dominion of God as they've walked with Jesus. No doubt in their very first meeting with Jesus, it was probably the peace of God that allowed them to leave everything that they had to follow him. And now the storm comes and all of a sudden they forget who Jesus is. They forget who they have with them in the boat. They saw the wind and the waves and it triggered old reactions and old perspectives. They, they saw what they saw move them mentally out of God's presence and back into those old fishing boats they once manned and convinced them that they were left to their own devices. When they woke Jesus up, he asked them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? In short, did you forget? How many times have we acted in a similar fashion? The winds of our lives begin to blow. We begin to see the waves of trouble and what everybody is saying about us, and we simply forget that we are safe in his arms. We simply forget that in his presence is fullness of joy. In his presence, he will hide us even from the devourer. When do we forget that when the enemy comes in like a flood, it is God who shall lift up a standard and put the enemy to flight. You see, in tough times, it's easy to retreat in fear, but God calls us in those times to stand in victory. When injustice rears its ugly head, fear is not the answer. Faith in a just and redeeming God is. When people are hurt and betray us, fear, vengeance, and wrath is not the answer. Faith in an all-knowing, forgiving, gracious, and providing God is. You see, in the moment of fear, they forgot that Jesus was the reason they were on the lake in the first place. They, they forgot that in the first verse that we read, uh, Jesus is the one that commands, let us go over to the other side. I believe that statement was all the comfort they needed. Well, all the comfort they should have needed. That command says that they would arrive exactly where Jesus said they were going safe and sound without question. If he spoke to the sickness and spoke to the demons and made them behave, this, this storm should be nothing. The question is only, what is God said? Unfortunately, oftentimes the enemy will attack by trying to make us question what God has spoken over our lives. The enemy often attempts to hitch his wagon to our past in order to deter and distract us from our future. He, he pokes us with our past hurts. He pokes us with our past sins. He pokes us with our past struggles. Those become our storms. But God has already covered our past with the blood of his son. So no longer do we possess those things. Instead, God has given us victory. Victory over our past. Victory over the devourer. Victory over our struggles. V-I-C-T-O-R-Y. We have victory. We have to get back to the place where God's word is just enough. Because God said it, I believe it, and it is settled. It is settled on earth. It is settled in heaven. It is settled in my heart. Where his plan is our only plan, and we will simply go because God has declared that we go. People of God, what has God spoken over your life? What commands has he uttered concerning you? Bigger question. 
Have you allowed the storms of your life and the tricks of the enemy to dismiss God's voice in your life? Jesus essentially asked them, did you forget that I'm here with you? When reading the scripture, I used to think that if, if Jesus is asleep on the boat and, and, and at peace, then everybody else should have just curled up next to Jesus and everything would have been all right. If Jesus was asleep, maybe everybody else should have brought their cots and put them around Jesus and just went to sleep because Jesus is asleep. However, rereading, I found in verse 37 where it says that the boat was already filling up with water. So a more mature Brian now believes laying down might not have been the best option. There was absolutely work that needed to be done. There was something that needed to take place in that moment. The issue and the problem was not them working. The issue and the problem was the response to Jesus. Instead of waking him up to ask if he cared if they were going to die, maybe a better question would have been, Master, what do you command that we do? For we know that there is power in the word of God. The very foundations of this earth were, were, came to be based on the word. It, in, in Genesis it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness moved across the face of the deep, and God said. And all of a sudden all these things started coming. In, in, the, in the scriptures we find that even the centurion had enough faith to say that you don't even have to come to my house. But if you will just send the word, I know that my servant will be saved. It is his word that the disciples needed in that very moment in time, but their fear caused them to overlook the power that his words would contain. Therefore, and looking at all of this, the lesson for us is that we can't afford to repeat the fear of the first statement of the disciples where they say, Lord, do you not care if we shall perish? But we need to stand in faith of his presence and declare more, Lord, what would you command us to do? You see, in our lives, when the winds begin to blow and the waves begin to crash against us, please, oh, please don't forget who is with you in your boat. Don't forget who you are connected to. Don't forget who stands for you and stands by you. Don't forget who has already declared great things over your life. Don't forget who has already awarded you the victory in him. Please don't forget to have faith in the very presence that God has in your life. People of God, please don't forget. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.